millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, good evening, sorry, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only dedicated show to women's football on national radio. I hope you're having a lovely Monday. It's going to keep it in play, it's going to find its way to Fran Kirby. Chelsea have eight at the King Power. Manchester United and Arsenal remain hot on Chelsea's heels. We're going to hear from Arsenal striker Viviana Miedema, who managed a wonderful goal on the weekend and who is ready for the challenge. We just need to keep winning our games and um, obviously like we've got Champions League coming up as well like the amount of girls we've got fit right now like I think the most important thing for us is to just get the three points and we've done that today. Looking forward to hearing more from Viviana Miedema and yes, Champions League week matched day four ahead of us. We've also got the Women's National League Cup draw for you and the plate quarter final draws. It's all going to be live for you right here on the show between now and eight o'clock. All to come on Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Others. I'm Mary Earps. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Having a good Monday. I hope all is well in your world. Pleased to say that former Spurs and Palace keeper Chloe Morgan is with us on the show. How are you, Chloe? You well? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, lovely to have you. I was going to introduce you there as fellow crazy cat lady, <laughs> Chloe Morgan, because you've had a wee visitor coming along to live with you now, and I've been stalking you on Instagram. And oh. yeah, it's been an eventful day. Um, <laughs> I've had a new housemate come in, and she's brought with us beautiful little two-year-old tabby cat, um, which has kept me very distracted today. So uh, not much work has been had so I've got a lot to do when I get home can I, can I call you know like a cat stepmom 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've kind of adopted that name myself you're living your best life and they do you could lose hours there just yeah. watching cats so we're actually going to just take the next 15 minutes to talk about cats on the show <laughs> uh, I'm only joking uh, how are you getting on how's retirement you have been with us but it's been a very different chapter that you're on just now Chloe yeah it's been a really busy, busy transition I think um, I thought after retirement you know I announced my retirement in August um, you know off the back of sort of having a few injuries last season I was getting on I was you know I'm getting into my early 30s and I was thinking okay is it time just to call it in because you know there's so much incredible you know young and upcoming talent especially in the goalkeeping arena coming through and I Mm -hmm. thought you know what I think I've got 
think I've got to step aside here. So I thought retirement was going to be, you know, feet up in front of the fire, watching mm. watching the women's football. But um, yeah, straight into the to the role with Palace, which has just been really crazy busy yeah tell us about the role for anybody just joining us now and, and haven't heard this journey for you because i spoke to you is that a month or two ago and i got the real detail of it there's no sitting with your feet up at home with hot chocolate whatsoever you are working your backside off yeah it's um so it's media manager and presenter so the role's kind of expanded um with the uh, the main club sort of taking the women's club under its umbrella so you know, it's a lot of uh, player liaison, uh, dealing with the post-match interviews, dealing with the social media accounts. Um, you know, sort of dealing with the player interviews and things like that. So it's been um, it's been pretty full on. But I've got an incredible bunch of you know the the, the girls all want to get involved in all the social media stuff. Everyone wants to raise the profile of the club because yeah. yeah, it's a big big season for are, us. Are you enjoying it? Oh, massively. I mean, it's um, it's non-stop. There's a lot of things that I'm learning on the job. A lot of things uh, that I didn't know before that I now know. So it's uh, yeah, it's um, it's been a, a real whirlwind. Yeah. Does that give you time to not miss playing football? Is that a good distraction from retiring? Oh, massively. I think um, you know, I was scared after retirement because we were training, you know, four evenings a week, really hectic. Um, and you know, you go to having four evenings a week to all of a sudden having all of your evenings open up and that sounds like a really positive thing but it's quite scary because you know for the past 20 odd years since me playing football I've always had something just to rely on in the evenings to to go and do you know to see the squad but it's um yeah it's definitely kept me busy in the evening so there's not not a lot of time to really think and sit down at all yeah yeah but now that what you've done is you've adopted your cat yes and now that is your full focus in the evenings 100 <laughs> percent between the cat and the social media palace accounts it's, uh, it's, it's non-stop <laughs> just don't let the cat on the palace count uh, for sure uh what are you missing most about playing as well uh, you know is it is it a case of just being around the people in training or, you know, is there anything else that... Oh, massively. I mean, you know, the goalkeeper coaches that we had were incredible and you build up such a close relationship with the other goalkeeper and the coaches and, you know, the team, you know, I'd been with them for two or three years, you know, always heading in the right direction, going further and further up the league and, you know, off the back of, you know, women's football getting so much attention this summer, everyone was like, is this the right time to, to retire? It, you know, it feels like everyone's, you know, all eyes are on the game. Are you sure you want to sort of peace out now? But... Uh, for me, it definitely felt like the right time. And I think because I'm still in this role, still seeing the girls on a you know daily, weekly basis, still having that contact, still going to the games, getting all the, the great stuff out of it, but just being able to sort of sit on the sidelines and not feel that pressure and adrenaline okay. that you get of, you know, knowing that you've got to play and pull out a, a great performance to try and push the team forward. So a lot less pressure. That's what I find interesting now about because of the back of the Euros and clubs are now investing in players like yourself, other clubs are starting to do it as well, who've represented the club for so many years, who know, this, who know the staff, who know the women, who know how it works, who know the ins and outs, to actually come and work on the other side to help grow the women's game. I think that's quite a fascinating and decent move from so many clubs. I think it's really, really smart. Um, you know, a lot of the players, like you said, know the clubs inside out. They know how the team structure, they know how the teams want to set up, how they want to play, their ambitions, you know, things going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, they've obviously worked alongside the players themselves and also, you know, they tend to be older players. You know, I'm, I'm in my 30s. There's a lot of players in the Championship and the WSL who are getting into their 30s who are kind of looking for that next step into, you know, professional life because there's so much, you know, you've still got 30, 40 years worth of, uh, work in front of you before you know we actually retire out of that so 
I think it's um, it's quite nice for me now to step into a role that I can actually help the girls, especially the younger girls coming up through the game. You know, there's so many demands and challenges on the younger players, you know, not only with the, you know, the increased attention and the social media side of things, but, you know, performance pressure and all the strength and condition you've got to do and being away from your families for long periods of times and, you know, finding houses and flats and things like that. So it feels quite nice just to be able to be a little bit kind of like a... Um, Yeah, like a mother figure in a way. Yeah, Yeah, just sort of, you know, be a bit of a shoulder there if the girls need me for, you know any rants or any kind of concerns they have so that's that's been quite nice as, as part of the role as well that actually sounds lovely sounds it's right quite, yeah. quite a word <laughs> uh, at the end of it all to be fair um talk to me about the the podcast that you did recently with uh, remy allen from aston villa who's currently out with an injury because of her acl no mcl she yes. mcl yeah um and uh we've had remy on the show quite a few times recently and just getting her update on her rehab and it feels like ACL, MCLs are so topical at the moment, like they're in trend. Yeah. Um, what did you two discuss on that podcast? Yeah, it was amazing. I think because um, obviously there's been so many ACL and MCL injuries in the WSL and in the championship. And it's 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 such a, um, a prevalent issue because there's not enough research being carried out about why it's taking place and why this is such a kind of endemic in the women's game specifically. Um, you know, a lot of the kind of injury prevention has almost been tailored towards the men's game. So now that the increased attention there, especially when you've got high profile players, you know, like Beth Mead mm. now going out, it sort of really highlights the need to get more research, more information and look at injury prevention to to ensure that players aren't affected. Because when they are affected by these injuries, it's a long term thing. I mean, you're out for entire seasons, maybe a season and a half. And, you know, where the contracts are so small as well, it really puts the players in quite a difficult position where you're left potentially without a club out of contract and also injured for for long periods but you know it was amazing to have Remy Allen on and she's obviously in the process now of coming back from that injury and she was such a she spoke so positively about it and so openly and honestly about the you know the demands and the challenges of that and the isolation that you can feel as well being you know, constantly in the rehab room, constantly working with the physio, being away from the squad, you know, as an older player, especially not kind of knowing how what the future looks like, whether you're going to be able to make it back in. So, um, yeah, it was a really great, really great interview. I really appreciate her insight. Yeah, and she, you're right, she's very honest mm. when it comes to how she feels about certain days of a rehab and how lonely it can be sometimes and how the team can be winning, but you're not part of it. Mm. And she was such a big part of that squad last season and will be moving forward the captain as well last season and and actually quite a lot of the reason that Villa did so well last time round um and I, and I really enjoyed hearing that and also the focus on ACL MCL and I, uh, I know we'll be able to see, see this like grown-ups and sometimes people can't handle the conversation but the focus now on the menstrual cycle when it comes to that you know and now how managers and staff are being trained to focus on the body clock and make sure that women are getting that rest when they need it because it's all so much of it is around that as well it's fascinating oh it's all linked and i think with increased information increased data um i think it kind of gives you that those are the one percents i mean you know emma hayes with chelsea she was one of the first to really look at how the menstrual cycle affects play and it's no coincidence that Chelsea are up there doing you know smashing the league every single year because that kind of data and I you know I don't envy them it must be so difficult when you've got 22 23 24 players all on different menstrual cycles all having to navigate you know how you uh, manage the loads of those players how effective they're going to be in training sessions whether you reduce the sessions whether you increase the sessions um, you know, injury prevention as well, depending on where you are in your cycle. So all those little factors, but they're all 
critically important and they all need to be looked at. So, you know, even with Palace, like last year, every single uh, training session we had, we'd had a little a little um, questionnaire that we'd have to fill out about where we were in our cycle, if we were coming on, if we were coming okay. off. So the players or the coaches were at least aware of that. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the on the rise. I, I feel we could do a whole, a whole show dedicated Easily. to that. Producer Will's not got that head on his show. He's like, please don't go there. Give me the heads up. <laughs> Give me the heads up. We're going there. I'll get my earmuffs on. Um, but yeah, no, fascinating and has to be focused on. And I'm really glad that you guys are doing that as well. Shall we just uh, just recap to uh, Spurs at the weekend? Because they played Redden, uh, your former side. Redden won nil that was a bit of an upset for the books wasn't it or was it you know are we seeing this now more and more from reading um i think reading are always a difficult side to to break down because they're so robust and i know it's not been a great start to the season really for them but i think now having this win and i mean you know if it wasn't for becky spencer it could have been a lot more it could have been a lot more embarrassing i think you know it's unfortunate that amy turner obviously with the own goal um kind of let things slip through it probably if they'd had a draw, it would have been obviously a better result for Spurs. But I think Reading now can feel a little bit more comfortable that they're that step further away from the relegation zone. Yeah, it's just bit by bit is what it seems like. And they need it that way. Spurs, uh, seventh in the table with nine points. Um, of course, still interim manager, Amy Merricks, they're doing a good job as well, you know, despite that result on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, she's come in. It's, you know, it's a difficult side to really, um, you know, manage, especially at this time in the season as well. You know, Reading are one of those teams that you kind of look at at the start of the season. You're not too sure how they're going to perform. But I think now they're just about, I know it's very early days still, only halfway through the season, but we're just about in a situation where we think Reading are probably safe in the relegation zone, especially mm. given how badly Leicester did this week. I know. And it, was, it wasn't it was long ago we were actually going, Reading need to be worried mm. about, you know, so it's just so quickly it's all changed. Uh, Chloe Morgan, thank you very much for staying with us uh, for the rest of the show. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabannon for Fake and Others. Coming up next, we're going to have live here in the studio the draws for the Women's National League Cup and the plates at quarterfinals all on the way next on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly. That is absolute top quality on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you're having a wonderful Monday. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. Pleased to say, former Palace and Spurs keeper Chloe Morgan is with us tonight. And don't forget, if you miss any of the shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is also available on the TalkSport app as well. So download it today. You can get all of our chat there in the podcast area. Uh, now, we have been challenged with something very important tonight uh, so we've been joined by Nick from the FA he's the police uh, in the studio tonight and we're going to do the draw uh, live for you just now for the Women's National League Cup and play quarter final draws so we're going to do that right now we're going to start with the Women's National League Cup quarterfinals all ties are going to be played on Sunday the 22nd of January next year uh, and we're going to start with the north side of the draw and then we're going to do the south side of the draw looking to Nick for the nod yes that is absolutely correct uh, Chloe you have the fun job of pulling out the balls uh, and I'm going to tell you where is going to be placed yes okay, uh, brilliant okay you ready all I feel, set I feel very powerful give us a shake give us a shake <laughs> alright there we go okay let's go okay so for the League Cup quarterfinals, the north side of the draw. Number Ball, four. Number four, Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are going to be hosting another ball. Ball number two, Huddersfield Town. So Wolverhampton Wanderers will face Huddersfield Town. And then it's going to be ball number one, Burnley. 
Burnley will be, of course, hosting ball number three, Nottingham Forest. Uh, so there you go. That's your north side of the draw for the League Cup quarterfinals. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Huddersfield Town. Burnley against Nottingham Forest. And we're now going to head over and do the south side of the draws with balls number five to eight. Uh, Chloe Morgan is having another mix-up just now. Uh, you can hear that loud and clear. Chloe, go for it. Okay, ball number eight. That's Watford or hashtag United. Watford or hashtag United are going to be facing number five, Milton Keynes Dons. Milton Keynes Dons. So Watford or hashtag United against Milton Keynes Dons. Next one, please, Chloe. Ball number six. That's Plymouth or Guile or Cardiff City. Plymouth or Guile against or Cardiff City. And they're going to be facing either Portsmouth or Oxford United. So Plymouth Argyle or Cardiff City versus Portsmouth or Oxford United. So let's do that all again. The north side of the draw for the quarterfinals for the Women's National League Cup are as follows. The north side will be Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Huddersfield Town. Burnley versus Nottingham Forest. And for the south side of the draw, Watford or hashtag United will face Milton Keen Dons. And Plymouth Argyle or Cardiff City will face Portsmouth Portsmouth or Oxford United. We all clear on that, next. That all sound good. Chloe, you happy? Yes. Uh, okay, wonderful. So we've got that side out of the way. That's the League Cup quarter final draw. And uh, we're now going to do the ties for the National uh, League Club, sorry, for the League Plate, the quarterfinals for the League Plate. We're going to do that now. Again, all of these ties are going to be played on Sunday, the 22nd of January. Again, we'll start with the north side and then we're going to do the south side. So let's go for it, Chloe. Uh, with the north side of the draw, the first ball, please, is ball number two, which which is Hull City. Hull City will be facing number four, Sturbridge. Hull City against Sturbridge. And our next tie, please, ball number one, which is AFC Filed. And they are going to be playing, of course, it's number three, Leeds United. So the north side of the draw for the quarterfinals of the league plate. You've got Hull City, you're going to be taking on Sturbridge and AFC Fylde will be playing Leeds United. And now for our south side of the draw for the league plate quarterfinals in the Women's National League. Uh, you've got ball number seven. Thank you, Chloe. It's Crawley Wasps or Ashford Town. That's Crawley Wasps or Ashford Town. And they're going to be facing ball number is that six, Cheltenham Town. And they're going to play in Cheltenham Town. So Crawley Wasps or Ashford United, you will be facing Cheltenham Town. And then it's ball and number eight. Hounslow, Southampton Women or Swindon Town. Hounslow, Southampton Women or Swindon Town are going to be facing number five on that ball, a Billericay Town or Queen's Park Rangers. Billericay Town or Queen's Park Rangers. So that's your draw for the south side uh, of the Women's League Plate quarterfinals. I'll do them all again. Crawley Wasps or Ashford Town will face Cheltenham Town. Hounslow or Southampton Women or Swindon Town will face Billericay Town or Queen's Park Rangers. We all happy as a bunch of clams. Got the thumbs up from Nick. You've absolutely nailed it, Chloe. Come on! <laughs> That's better than winning a game of football, and I'm still terrible at it. <laughs> oh, God, we love a draw. Even producer, producer Will's like, well done, Shaban, I'd get a gold star um, if there were one available. Uh, going through these as well, uh, 
Chloe, how important is it for these sides to just keep progressing and keep building and getting opportunities like this? Oh, massively. I think, uh, you know, the Women's National League now is, is a feeder league into the Championship and, and eventually into the WSL. And you kind of see the talent, um, you know, in the National League, like... The clubs are just doing phenomenally and I think the investment is increasing, the attention is increasing. So it'll be really exciting. Some of these fixtures now, um, yeah, definitely ones to watch. Anybody who you've got your eye on just now, who you're becoming more and more impressed with or we expect to see more from, even things like what we were discussing earlier with uh, your side and your club who you're working for now, Palace, mm-hmm. you know, making that move and that investment and investing more in their women's players. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, a side like Newcastle in the National League, I mean, mm-hmm. they've been doing absolutely phenomenally. I mean, just had a record-breaking crowd, uh, so much attention, so much investment. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're sort of, you know, in and around the sort of championship spot for, for the playoffs in in, uh, in summer. And again, you know, Watford, you know, they did incredible in the championship, unfortunately, to go down last season. But I could easily see them sort of creeping their way back up again. I know Oxford United sort of just pipping them at the post at the moment but it's, uh, it's a very tight league Okay, we've got it all for you here on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 Chloe Morgan absolutely nailed it Nick from the FA a man of few words but he looks absolutely thrilled tonight he's now on his way home uh, thank you very much uh, for all of that you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2 we're going to recap that draw in just a minute my name's Shaban and for Faye Chloe Morgan is with us as well next uh, we're going to discuss the WSL title race it's starting to heat up isn't it just as it's getting absolutely freezing outside on DA Plus online via the Talksport app and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly on Talksport 2. It's a wonder goal. The home for women's football. Good Monday. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban, in for Faye Ruthers and former Palace and Spurs keeper Chloe Morgan is with us as well. We've got the hard bit out of the way. Thank God. Yeah, it was it was nervy. There was a couple of balls flying around and I, I wasn't too sure if I was going to get it right. I just imagine you dropped it and it rolled. And, ah! well, especially as a keeper as well. It wasn't it was not good luck. <laughs> I didn't even think. Oh, brilliant. Uh, okay, well, we did manage to get it right and I'm going to go through them all for you now, repeating the quarterfinal ties for the National League Cup and the National League Plate. All ties to be played, by the way, on Sunday, the 22nd of January, 2023. Feels weird to say in 2023. The Women's National League Cup quarter-final. You have Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Huddersfield Town. You've got Burnley against Nottingham Forest. Watford or Hashtag United versus Milton Keynes Dons. And Plymouth or Gale or Cardiff City will play Portsmouth or Oxford United. And then moving on to the Women's National League Plate quarter-final. Hull City versus Sturbridge. AFC Fylde will face at Leeds United. Crawley Wasps or Ashford Town will face at Cheltenham Town and Hounslow or Southampton Women or Swindon Town will take on Billericay Town or Queen's Park Rangers. So there you go, that's your draw. We did it live on the show and I hope you're happy with that. Okay, this is Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 and what a weekend in the WSL. Split up over Saturday and Sunday, Chloe, so we've got that time to just digest it all on Saturday. So many great games and then so many upsets on Sunday uh, as well. I'm loving it this season and how tight it is in the 
competitivity we'll just know oh massively it's so competitive and I think now that you know Man United have kind of joined the title race as serious competitors I think it just makes it even better at the top because you you know Man United are just so hot on the hills I mean I, I they're one to watch I mean they've always been one to watch but now they're serious contenders yeah I don't want to say I told you so but <laughs> didn't your mama tell you coming into this season I just feel that, that see the confidence that the youngsters are bringing obviously off the back of the Euros as well and even look at Mary Earps and goal and just how solid I mean your goalkeeper Union. I mean, that woman is focused. She is become the best of the best. I mean, mm. I initially played her for the first time, I think, when Man United was still in the championship. And this was back in 2019. And, you know, she was good then. But I don't think anyone had expected or anticipated the kind of trajectory that her career would take. And I think because Man United have invested so much time in her, they've really believed in her. And I think that's the one thing that you need as a goalkeeper is that regardless of mistakes that you made or any kind of inconsistencies in your game to keep that growth mm. and belief and confidence and now she reflects the same things to her defenders and they know if there's a shot coming at, at you know Mary Earps that, that have missed there she's there she's covering mm. it yeah all day I mean another beauty clean sheet you know for her on the weekend as well at Old Trafford as well it was over 35,000 uh, fans at Old Trafford on Saturday to see Manchester United beat Aston Villa 5-0 now I was supporting Villa in this despite being a Manchester United fan my sister plays for Villa so I was going into this game going oh hopefully hopefully though you know there'll be a, maybe a wee upset uh, but you're right it keeps things very interesting for the table Arsenal and Chelsea are now looking and going hold on a minute yeah, yeah. I think a few um, them now. Well, it's that I think you know. Not only have Manchester United kind of cemented this kind of um, you know situation that they are now looking at serious Champions League spot. That kind of feels like okay, we've done the Champions League spot almost. Now let's look at the title and really give Arsenal and Chelsea a run for their money. So I think the me for that get the, the pivotal game for me was when Man United beat Arsenal. Um, you know, a couple of weeks back because that yeah. that was a real transition from Man United being in around the third spot to being serious contenders and sort of being taken very seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean that game at the weekend you know putting five past Villa and Villa put up an absolute shift I mean I think they brought up some of the stats and saying that you know Villa are one of those um, competitors that are most likely to get a point at least from a game where they go down in the first half and you know they tried and tried and battled until the very end they weren't ones to give up so you know Man United I think they switched off at points there were there were definitely points in the game that Villa could have exploited them and I think they were lucky very early on that a couple of chances didn't go in but Man United again completely outclassed I mean 5-0 against Villa is, is not is not an easy thing to do yeah and you've got to now look at Villa I mean fifth in the table with 12 points doing so much better for this time you know in the season compared to anything that they were managing to achieve last year and the difference is Rachel Daly Kenza Daly you know coming into the side and how much they're linking up and just feels like everybody else has stepped up another level uh, Kirsty Hansen as well coming mm-hmm. in they've just invested well and they've made good moves Manchester United though you look at the attacking and midfield that, that, that they've got. I wonder if they need to strengthen defensively and if they'll do that this, um, this January window. I think it's, it's difficult. I think Man United, I mean, they've recruited well themselves. Obviously, like you said, Villa have definitely recruited well themselves um, th- this year. But I think, you know, defensively, Man United have a fantastic record already mm. this season. And I think, you know, when you've got the likes of, you know, I mean, Zellum, Zellum coming in for, what was it, her 100th appearance for Man, yeah, Man United? Yeah, got the golden goal at Old Trafford for a player. It's that, and I think um, there's just so many bright sparks in, in the squad. You've got, you know, Myla Tizier, and it's, it's just that it's a very exciting squad to watch and a very confident squad. And I think, you know, they've never deterred away from the fact that they've been sometimes caught out from playing out from the back, but they continue to do it, continue to keep playing that way mm-hmm. because that is the only way that you're going to get better at it and release the pressure from the back. So... Yeah, I think um, they're, they're getting it all right for me. Yeah, and even just watching the highlights back again just before we came on here, I was like, the balls that Ella Toon puts in. 
Perfection. Unreal. Unreal. She's absolute perfection. It's just, um, not only does she sort of score absolute bangers, but she sets them up as well. And I think when you, it's, it's hard sometimes to remember that she is the age that she is because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she completely exploded on the international stage in the Euros. But now, you know, being at Man United, being at a club that really respects her, really wants a future to be with them. She's a, Man, a massive Man United fan herself, as a, mm. a lot of the Man United players. So not only do they play for Man United, but they live, breathe, eat and support the squad and have done since, you know, the childhood days. So mm. I think that's what makes it a different brand to some of the other WSL squads. It's a lot of homegrown talent there, a lot of you know, players who really are dedicated and have that family history with the club, which mm. is amazing. And uh, alongside her best mate, who she's setting up as well, from from the Euros, an absolute hero, Alessia Russo, both of them 23 years old and just loving it and just making it look so easy, but they feel like they could be the ones to take United to that next level. Um, and they have to be seriously considered now. Um, how possible do you think it is? Well, A, to get Champions League, but B, to go all the way? I think it's a very, very good prospect of getting Champions League. I think they've been in and around the Champions League spot for a, you know a couple of years now, and you have to bear in mind that they've only just really come into the WSL in terms of you know the other clubs that are in the WSL have been there for years and years and years. And Man United are still fairly an, a new entrant, mm. so you know only missing out narrowly on the spot last year by a point. Now you know sitting in second place, giving Arsenal a run for their money. I think the Champions League spot is almost like yeah, fantastic. We've not to say they've absolutely achieved it already. It's still very early days, but now I think their sights are kind of set on on the second spot. So I think they've kind of almost leapfrogged a little bit in terms of their ambitions, oh, which oh is everything that we both want to hear as you know quite avid Man United fans. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it, and then I'm looking and going, at me coming into this season, I spend so much time supporting Arsenal women that I'm like, it's got to be their season. Mm-hmm. And then the injuries happen. But on the weekend, uh, it was a... Uh, a great moment to see the likes of Leah Williamson come back, our 200th appearance for Arsenal. She's got half an hour uh, game time on Saturday against Everton. And just that enthusiasm, I think she brings when she comes on at the pitch, she brings that lift. She's a fan favourite, you know. Um, and Rafa Souza back as well. So, okay, they're missing now their talisman and Beth Mead. But having those two back in defence must be a real prospect now for Arsenal to kick on again that was a massive confidence boost and I think you could tell that the emotion in the app and the atmosphere in the stadium you know it's uh it's quite a tight-knit stadium obviously at Meadow Park and um it's um it's it's just um when she came on you could feel the the fans really get behind her really bolster her you know they were on their feet applauding her seeing that return I think you know Arsenal having their captain back having someone who is just a stalwart in defence I think it was just one of those situations that it really just bolstered them and I think they needed it for that game because Mm. Everton did not come out thinking that that was a game they were just going to turn over and just sort of play dead. I mean, Everton came out high press, made Very it good. really, really difficult. It was mm-hmm. um, it was a tough battle, but yeah, having having Leah back was absolutely key. Absolutely. Um, I was sitting right behind uh, Brian Sorensen, the Everton manager, who doesn't take a breath for 90 minutes. He, <laughs> and I enjoy, I enjoy watching the managers and how they operate. Uh, but he looks, he, he is the reason obviously Everton have been much better this time round. He's got them playing really good football. He's got them drilled. But he doesn't stop, Chloe. I mean, he's there. Come on, again, again, good. No, 
this you know it's just like one word and on it he goes and on he goes um, but yeah I mean I have to say this Everton side I mean they look far from relegation now they're up to 8th on the table that's a that's a big achievement yeah massively and I think Everton are also one of those squads that you don't really know how they're going to play uh, at the start of the season they've obviously had like a few turnovers with their management situation but now a I think few. Uh, uh, well, that was being that was being kind <laughs> <laughs> and now they seem to have found some kind of stability now yeah. with Sorensen I think it, I think they probably need that they need that from the sidelines someone who is constantly present constantly giving them enthusiasm constantly giving them encouragement because you know again like that is not easy to play and I think they did themselves an absolute credit and an absolute service by pulling out a performance like that and only going the, the one down because and there were points in that game also that I think they could have they could have easily pulled it back for a draw oh that Jess Park honest yeah. to goodness she's a little wizard <laughs> a wizard uh, such a frightening young prospect again for England you're just looking at World Cup around the corner going the options Serena Vigman will have but she was just wonderful to watch as was Arsenal's Viviana Miedema yes um, she obviously got the goal it wasn't an easy goal she composed herself that touch she looks like she's back to the Viv that we all know yeah, I think we've we've definitely been missing seeing what she's about because I think you know the attention has been going over to to Marnham um, quite a lot recently, and obviously Marnham's been very consistent, scoring goals pretty much every single game. So it was great actually to see that link up back with Miedemar, Blastinius and Marnham uh, and Viv. Obviously, I think you know it it can be really tough when you've had games away. I, I think there are a few things going on behind the scenes for her, and she needed that time to you know the time away from football is a very highly pressured, demanding you know in, industry to be in. So it's not easy when the expectation is there and it is there obviously for her because she's so she's such a big name a big personality and people expect results so to mm-hmm. come back in a game like that and not only just score the goal score a, a match winning goal and score it in the manner that she did was incredible because that that just silences the critics and tells people that actually she should have that starting position back again. Yeah, and she got that starting position back, of course, from Champions League the week before against Juventus. Um, but she did speak to Talk Sports Ian Abrahams after the game against Everton on Saturday. Here's what she had to say. First of all, good goal. I mean, really good goal. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been training on that this week, to be honest. Like the the cross ball to Caitlin and then me coming underneath, and it's nice that it comes off in the game then. Uh, important goal as well because while there were lots of chances for Arsenal first half especially second it was the only one that actually went in yeah true um, I think we should just end that game earlier obviously like I had a scramble on the on the line but we've had plenty of chances the second half and I think we can just make it a bit easier for ourselves to be honest on a, on a day when Manchester United score five and, and Chelsea score a whole load against Leicester um, does it feel almost like in that respect you've, you've lost a little bit of ground Nah, not really. Like I think we just need to keep winning our games, and um, obviously, like we've got Champions League coming up as well. Like the amount of girls we've got fit right now. Like I think the most important thing for us is to just get the three points, and we've done that today. Love hearing from Viviana Miedema there speaking to Moose Ian Abrahams after the game. She did get the goal, the goal that won uh, the game and took all three points. Uh, we touched on it there. You touched on it, Chloe, the uh, the pressures and demands on her and having that break. How important is it that managers see that, that staff see that and make sure that she was granted that? Uh, I think it's key. I think, you know, Idaval has a lot of respect amongst the players. You can tell. I think he's got a really good relationship with them. And when you have a relationship like that with the management, you know, they need to respect that there will be periods of time, especially when you're playing such high level football. You know, like you said, the pressures, the demands of the job, you know, and especially the sort of the striker position as well. I think strikers and goalkeepers have it very difficult because consistency is key. People are expecting that you're going to score goals and people are expecting that you're going to keep clean sheets. So, you know, I think it was it was great to see that, you know, Miedemar needed a bit of time 
time off. She was granted that time off, and now it's done her the absolute world of good, and she's back to you know to flying form. Yeah, and you can only now appreciate that Arsenal made that happen, mm. you know, for her because also the goals that she scored then on the weekend and just uh, midweek last week in the Champions League, you could actually see what it meant to her. You know, Viviana Medema is one of those players when she's scoring, it's non-stop, it's relentless. It's not even just one a game, it's three a game. It's constant hat-tricks. That becomes almost a wee bit normal. But now you could almost see what it means to her again. Oh. And, and, and that was great to see. Oh, massively. And I think it's also the increased pressure that you get from the competition within your own squad. I mean, when you've got players like Marnham around you, you've got Blackstinius, you know, obviously, you know, Mead's out at the moment. But you've got that pressure to perform and, you know, you're being compared to your teammates as well. So... Uh, you know, and obviously she's got the the big job of looking after Mead as well. So yeah. Yeah, she's got a lot on her plate at the moment. Just, yeah, just Mead and uh, I love how honest she is. She yes. really is. And last time I spoke to Viv, she actually said, "I score ugly goals." You know, that's how she described it. <laughs> Those goals the last couple of weeks have been absolute worldies and nobody would be able to finish them quite the way Viviana Miedema did. So, uh, fair play to her. You listen to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana for Fake and Others. Chloe Morgan is with us as well. Coming up next, we're going to round up the rest of the week's news and discuss a big win for Liverpool. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Over West Ham. Women's Football Weekly. That is absolute top quality on TalkSport 2. Having a lovely Monday. Hope you had a good weekend as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talksport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for Faker Others, Chloe Morgan, former Spurs and Palace keeper, is with us as well. And don't forget, if you miss any of the shows, any of them at all, we're also available on a podcast so you can download that. Uh, to get everything that you need to hear, just head to the Talksport app uh, and you can find our podcast there as well. You can subscribe elsewhere as well, of course. Chloe is with us. Chloe, 
We just said it. How cold's outside? Oh, it's freezing. Absolutely freezing. It just, um, I, I, I didn't see it coming either because we had quite a mild November and then it's just hit us. <laughs> just seeing how British are we? Everybody's just talking about the weather at the minute. I was at Meadow Park on Saturday and I was like, right, I've got my layers, I've got a long john top on, uh, I've got warm footwear on and socks. The coldest I've ever been. Yeah. It's just, it was so, so cold. And tomorrow, I think it's to be about two degrees and this weekend's to go down to minus. So, yeah, we you were warned. Okay, keep it warm, people. Uh, also, I want to just mention before we review the rest of the WSL from the weekend, uh, Chloe Selhurst Park going to host the Conti Cup final. The FA today announced that Crystal Palace's Selhurst Park will host the 2022-23 FA Women's Continental Tires League Cup final on Sunday the 5th of March. That'll be a fun day out. Oh my god, yeah, won't it? Um, yeah, I mean, we've obviously played uh, Selhurst Park. The women have played there um, on three occasions now, two this season. Had a record-breaking crowd there on both Cute. occasions, which has been amazing to see. But, I mean, the atmosphere at Selhurst Park is incredible. There's always, the, you know, the fan zone going on. You've got the Eagles happening. There's always halftime entertainment. And just the, the stand itself is just beautiful. So I think it's going to be quite a, um, it's going to be a massive occasion. Yeah. Brilliant. I look forward to that. I, I love the Conic Cup final. That is, to me, everyone says FA Cup final day. I'm like, I really like the Conic Cup. I've had really good days out of the Conic Cup final, uh, especially last time round as well, of course, because was it City beat? Say beat Chelsea. Yeah. Last one. That wasn't the year before, it was last year. Uh, anyway, that'll be happening on Sunday the 5th of March for you at Selhurst Parks. Get your tickets now. Uh, let's recap on some of the other games from the weekend as well. Uh, Leicester City, nil. Chelsea, eight. This is Chelsea's second 8-0 win so far this season because they did it in Champions League as well, didn't they? Um, oh dear. Bad, bad, bad day at the office for Leicester once again. I mean, this couldn't. This game couldn't have come at a better time for Chelsea. It couldn't have come at a worse time for Leicester. And I think, especially with you know Reading picking up the points that they did this mm. weekend, was a little bit sort of closer to that nail in the coffin situation. Um, you know, from the very outset of that game, it just felt like Chelsea had complete dominance. Uh, you know, Leicester not getting a look in. The stats were kind of showing that. And you know, within the first three minutes, that goal being scored, the Kirby setback for for Wrighton, who was having the absolute time of her life mm. during that game. Um, yeah, it was in you know, early doors. You could kind of see how that match was going. It, it seemed very um, set from from very early on. Well, they've got Liverpool on the weekend, um, which should be an interesting one for them. And you would hope in that situation, Leicester can try and pick up a point because they're currently at the bottom of the table with nil points, which is a harsh place to be at this time of the season. But Liverpool, decent win for them at the weekend as well, 2-0 over West Ham. Yeah, that's a massive boost for, for Liverpool. I think, um, obviously, they've only come into the, the back into the WSL, uh, you know, this season from the Championship. And, you know, they smashed the Championship last year. They really were runaway uh, winners, which was, was incredible to see. And, you know, I think they've obviously, it's always difficult when you're going back up into the league. And the league has changed a lot since the last time that they were there. There's a lot more investment, a lot more intention, a lot more eyes on the game, a lot of you know, really great recruitment, especially from the, yeah, the top four, top five clubs. So, you know, they've done really well, brought Matt Beard in. I think they've been, you know, as consistent as they can be, but they're still trying to find their feet. So I think a win like that is is really sort of a, you know, a positive step forward in, in a more di- what's a difficult season. Yeah, I mean, West Ham have been really brilliant to watch. Mm. I would say this season, they've had their best season in a wee while. Um, and of course, I think Matt Beard getting that win over his former club as well makes it, a, a better three points for him he's an experienced manager as is Willie Kirk looking after Leicester City now um, what do they have to do to, to try and find a way this season to survive 
I think Leicester, they're an interesting club because, they're, again, they're, you know, a similar side to, to Liverpool, you know, freshly into the WSL, really, for the last, you know, couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they've, they've always really struggled to find their feet. They've always been in and around the relegation zone. Not They've always been, you know, that club that you're very concerned about. And I think, for me, they seem to have a great infrastructure behind the scenes. They're, yeah. you know, they're, the, the facilities, the, the kits, everything seems to be in place. But I don't think they've ever recruited well enough. I think given the standard and the the calibre of players now in the WSL, I think they need a lot more top-class talent to to bring in and bolster that side. But the investment and the funding seems to be there, but I don't think they recruit well enough. So it'd be interesting to see what the situation is in January when the transfer window... You would would hope with the level of investment that they have, you are going to see that change this coming January, but it's also then getting players are going to want to come to a side to our bottom of the table with no points but like we say we know they're investing well we know it seems a well-run club um so how are they going to get that over the line i think um for me it's about you know what they can offer i mean the biggest thing for me is trying to avoid you know relegation back into the championship because then that does mean you you know you are getting a different caliber of players because yeah. you're, you're you're players who are retiring or looking to see, see at the end of their their careers but i think you need to get one big player in. You need to get a big name in. And then that kind of encourages other players to feel like actually, you know, they've got them in. It might look like a good, a good prospect. And still, you know, January is still early days. It's still, when you look at the table as it is, I mean, there are, there are a few points in between each club at the bottom. It only takes three wins to essentially be in a situation where you're safe. So it's not a done deal for them going into relegation, mm-hmm. but it, it does look a little bit scary. It does look scary um, because looking down to that bottom end of the table, you've now got Everton on nine points, eighth place in the table. Uh, Liverpool, eight points. Reading, like we say, now seven points up to 10th. And then Brighton um, down there in 11th, which feels weird, but going through a bit of a transition as well. They've got seven points. And then Leicester, like we said, no points. You don't want to hear it too often. Uh, but they have work to do. Liverpool against Leicester will take place this weekend. Also, just recapping the weekend, Manchester City beat Brighton 3-1. What did you make of that performance? Yeah, I think it was um, it was one of those games that you kind of look at the fixture sheet before uh, the game and you think, oh, OK, well, I know how this game is going to go. And I think it panned out fairly. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't an upset. It wasn't anything that people thought was going to be controversial. And I think it just played out. And I think, you know, Brighton, like you said, are going through a very transitional phase. Losing Hope Powell has obviously been with them for a great number of years. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're a club, again, who have been through some some difficult times and are now finding their feet again. So, you know, seven points, it's 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 a lot better, it's a lot better position than, than Leicester, but still, you know, very on the cusp for me. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to do that a little bit more. Uh, Manchester City, by the way, this Sunday, it's the Derby. Manchester City will take on Manchester United uh, and it's taking place at the Etihad. It's going to be live for you on TalkSport 2, by the way. So if you've got plans this weekend, if you're in the car, heading out and about at that time and you want to keep across it all, half past 12, Manchester City will play, face Manchester United and the WSL live for you here on TalkSport 2 this Sunday, the 4th of December at half past 12. Mark Wilson will be your commentator and Aston Villa's Remy Allen getting out and about for the day, uh, putting our, her, her voice and her analysis to good use here on TalkSport 2. Uh, looking forward to Champions League match day four ahead of us as well, Chloe, this week. Arsenal against Juventus once again back at the Emirates. It feels like it's just the norm now. <laughs> yeah. Today. Well, I think that's quite nice that you kind of almost assume that games are going to be at the uh, the Emirates now which is amazing I mean they're selling out the, I mean the crowds that Arsenal are getting the crowds that Man United are getting it's just credit to you know, the marketing the social media but also the you know the increased the play the, mm. what, the, the talent on the pitch is just 
unreal. I think um, so. Yeah, and I think obviously the Euros and off the back of that has obviously the increase increase the attention. But for me, I think you know the game on Wednesday. I'm going to be at the Emirates, and I cannot wait. It's been a long time since. Well, I've, I don't really like going to the Emirates too much, but um, <laughs> it's um, it's definitely going to be a very a very hot game, and it's you know a, a, a game that Juventus are going to want to put their heart and soul into as well. So I mean that group is 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 sticky. It's very mm. sticky. But uh, it's been it's been a brilliant group, and Arsenal, to be fair to them, you know have dominated to get that five one win over Leon was brilliant. Of course, they beat Zurich as well, but they managed a point uh, against Juventus a couple of weeks ago. Juventus were good. Of course, the Juventus coach is Joe Montemuro, who was the Arsenal coach just before Jonas Edevalli won the league with him in 2019 so for him it's almost like coming home and does that give him that added advantage you know knowing that Arsenal side so well Massively. I mean, he knows that Arsenal side inside out. He knows Idaval. He knows how the players like to play. He knows their mentalities. He knows how they're going to feel going onto that pitch. So these are all the little 1% that we talk about going into the games. And he's going to know then how to counter those things. So, you know, for me, I think this is this is going to be a fantastic battle. Mm-hmm. And it being at the Emirates as well, you know, a ground that he's very, very familiar with as well. Um, you know, the only... Uh, well, I suppose the advantage that they've got is that now Mead has been ruled out. So I think I, I think that's one less threat they have to deal with. But again, you know, Joe's Joe's definitely got the upper hand a little bit with this one. Yeah, I'm wondering if we're going to see maybe Manawabuchi come on for mm-hmm. for Arsenal. She didn't make the squad last time round. So you know, at the weekend at Meadow Park, it just feels like this wasted, wonderful player who's not getting that opportunity. But like you see now with Beth. Not there in the right. You wonder if you can mix it up. Stina Blackstenius, maybe a question mark over a lack of form, mm-hmm. shall we say? There is that fair? Um, I think so. I think it's sort of. Um, I think because we expect so much from the players now, yeah. any small drop is kind of. Um, it looks bigger than it is. So I wouldn't <laughs> say there's been a massive drop in form, but I okay. think when she's against the kind of competition that she is, and when she's you know constantly pitted against. Uh, Miedemar and Marnham I think you know it's, it's big boots to fill really big boots to fill but but like you said I think you know there's been a lot of you know not controversy but a bit of tension with uh, Ubucha and you know I think she's been frustrated about the lack of time that she's got on the pitch there was a, a I think it was about a month or so ago there was sort of comments being made it's as, a you 30 know, second sub on wasn't it yeah so I think you know that's that's not that's not how she wanted the season to go so potentially there could be an opener there and I, I would like to see more minutes from her oh yeah I think we all would as well Bayern Munich against Barcelona also this week it feels like there's maybe a little bit of a problem uh, at Bayern Munich just now as well and their domestic campaign doesn't seem to be quite hitting the mark and also Real Madrid against Chelsea this Thursday as well looking forward to that one oh my god massively yeah I mean again the the Champions League games are just you know these incredible opportunities to see titans at battle and to see you know where the WSL clubs are, clubs are faring against you know this massive European clubs and you know it's very rare that we get these opportunities to see these clubs go head to head and in such a competitive environment so yeah it's gonna be a big match up in an answer yes or no can Arsenal or Chelsea win the Champions League this time Yes. Oh, we're going to have to get you back to us, Chloe Wag. <laughs> Chloe Morgan, thank you very much. Former Spurs uh, and Palace goalkeeper, thank you for your time. Moose, thank you very much. Producer Will, and of course, all of you as ever as listening. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can download the TalkSport app and listen back there. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn. She's around the goalkeeper and has rolled it in. On TalkSport 2. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.